I was actually thinking of doing something really different and doing like a five, four, three, two, one, and then over to you. But oh. You've already jumped in early, so it doesn't matter. It's fine. I went early. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> well, I'll just text your wife to see if it's fact or fiction. Situation normal here at the South Road Boys. <laughs> Joe went early. Is he a mather or a fader? <laughs> oh, my friend, my friend, how are you? Do we even want? Do we want to go there? Well, do we? How about we talk about good news first? Right, do that. Start with so, the good news. So, roadies, last week you would have heard us on this very podcast. Talk about the International Space Station. Yeah. Oh, yes. See, we See, haven't I spoken about to the roadies that. about the International no, Space Station. I've been pretty busy and stuff. We haven't really seen each other. Stuff going on. We need to go back to that moment. How fucking good was it? Was it was so cool. So, roadies, for you those who don't know, here in the Southern Hemisphere, which is where we are located, um, last two weeks ago now, from the day that you listened to this. Yeah. Timey-wimey. Uh, Timey-wimey. Yeah. Um, Troy received notification that we could go out and watch the International Space Station going from the north by northwest horizon to yeah, the south by was, southeast uh, horizon. I think 9.21 and I think there was a six minute window. Mm. And it, no fucking pressure. No fucking pressure. So we uh, casted a pod, ducked out and bugger me, fuck there it was. Yeah. It was a, Initially it was, is that it? Because it looked like... Just a twinkly star. A twinkly star. And then we said, yep, it's moving. It's definitely that or a satellite. Well, because we saw we saw another star and that wasn't moving. It was twink... They were, they were both about the same luminosity. <laughs> luminosity. Luminosity. I like that. Or brightness. <laughs> Luminati. Um, the Illuminati. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden this other one just was moving at a clip. Like it was picking up pace. And it overtook the other star. And then we went, yeah, we probably pretty much think that that's that's it yeah and the time it took to go from one horizon to the other horizon it really was only about six minutes like it what well, seemed to take whipped along. it seemed to take ages to go over us but once it kind of got above yeah once it was not like directly above yeah it put another gear in and yeah. it was off well because it was going south by southeast which everyone knows is downhill of course <laughs> yeah everyone knows that yeah, it's downhill Wow. Well, because it was going north by northwest, which is uphill. Yeah. And then once it hit the peak of the horizon. You know why they do that, though? Tell me. Saves fuel. Of course, yeah. Yeah. They use the inertia of the gravitational pull (laughs) to be able to whip it around. You you don't want to be going against gravity. You You do not. (laughs) Every man knows if you go against the pull, it's going to end badly. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I wonder what the flat earthers think about that sort of shenanigans. I don't know. Because I think I don't know. They do I, think it's shenanigans. There's no doubt about that. They do think it's a shenanigans. But I don't know whether or not. I, I think I've probably because it's a nerdy thing that I, I learnt once. It's been since 2003 that NASA, once again, the big conspiracy people that they are, claim 2003 was the last time that every living human has not been on planet Earth. Really? Yeah. So okay, we've always good. had no. at least one person. Yeah, that's cool. At the International Space like Station. That. And no, that's not people just jumping. No. <laughs> that's not Because you way. are still considered within moments to be yeah. back on planet Earth. Because otherwise you'd have international flights and all that kind of stuff. But we were specifically talking about, yeah, we had at least one person in space. Yeah. That, I actually like that. The nerdy part of me gets a little bit giddy. 17 years since every human has not been on planet Earth. Hmm. That's fucking amazing. It's pretty cool. But the one thing I didn't understand, and I still don't, because I couldn't be asked doing any research, let alone a South Boys, Roadworth of Boys research, is why it was so bright. Because surely, I mean, it's not lights on the International Space Station. It must be some sort of reflection of the sun or... I know, it was pretty close, because it was big. Yeah, bigger than a Mega Mac. Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty impressive. You couldn't miss it. No, and it was the largest thing if in the sky. If you didn't know... It was the International Space Station, or as we like to call it, the ISS. The ISS, no lowercase. No one else has come up with that. No, no yeah. one. <laughs> Fuck you, NASA. <laughs> Copyright South Road Boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, you would actually start to think, what is that? Like something weird is going on. District 9 or yeah. Independence Day or something is happening. <laughs> and then I had this stupid thought, 
now I understand why people in like the Egyptian times would have thought, fuck, you know, that's an alien. And then I realized that back in Egyptian times, they didn't have the International Space Station. Yeah. Or did they? Oh. Oh. Probably not. (laughs) But the best thing is we had the extra on top of that, though. So we got the space station, which was very cool. Which was very, very cool. And then the unusual happened Mm. in which we said, um, heading on horizontal to its vertical. Yes. So heading, uh, what, south to north? Yes, it would have been going west. Yeah, basically through the Southern Cross. Yes. As we know it in Australia as that constellation. Yes. Constellation? Constellation? Sounds Probably. a little bit better. Yeah. Better than constipation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better just give you the shits. <laughs> Doesn't give you any elation. Back you up. <laughs> uh, we suddenly saw, oh, there's another satellite. What are the odds of that? And then we got, wait, there's another one. And another one. And, and there's a string of them. And you took a while to catch up to it, didn't you? Well, because my eyes... Because I, I wear spectacles, mm. and I generally probably would say, even with my glasses on, my nighttime vision is not, you know, epic. Yeah, so... Um, um, and then we did have a little bit of light pollution because we are in the thriving metropolis that is burning. Oh, yeah. It would have been far better if we were out in the middle of the bush somewhere with no light at all. Correct. And it would have been far worse if we were in the middle of Melbourne. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have even seen the ISS. Oh, there's a sky. What? No, tell me about a sky. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we're watching this, and then before you know, it, we've seen probably a dozen or fifteen satellites, basically all in a row, mm. following. And we're like, this isn't normal. This doesn't happen. Like looking at if you were looking at the, the Southern Cross, and you had have taken a, a a ruler and held it up in front of your face, it would have been within five centimeters a band. Oh yeah, where definitely. all these. Yeah. Dots were just traveling across. It was just bizarre. Within a line, like it was like a bloody line of ants almost at one point. Yep. Moving across from. Yeah. Not in an exact line. East. No. But they were in a pattern enough that they were trailing each other. Mm. So, and what we find out afterwards with that is that it was called Starlink, uh, which is done by SpaceX. So they're mm. setting up a an internet system mm. uh, in which basically anyone can get the internet from space. Well, the internet is the right of every symbian yeah. being, apparently. And I think the plan is that they're looking at something like 300 satellites, whatever they're going to have up there eventually. So, less than 1% of the amount of cameras that are based in China. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode if you haven't heard that yet, yeah. because my God. I reckon China's probably got a couple of cameras up there Don't as well. Don't go to China. Don't, Don't do go it. to China. No. If, you, if you've got camera, if you're camera shy, I'd give China a bit of a It's, it's, it's well just clear. weird. I, yeah, we're not gonna, we'll be talking a whole lot in another episode Correct. if we get into that. But for those nerds out there, I don't know whether or not, I'm sure there's NASA Watch or the Australian Pine Gap probably do some sort of Twitter feed or something. Where'd you hear oh. about it? Um, is it in SpaceX? You know, the satellite, the International Space Station. Um, I actually just got it on socials. Oh, okay. On Facey, yeah. But you don't know who the source was that was... Uh, I think it might have just been a local media like ABC or something like that. Oh, But of course, they gain the information from somewhere else. Yeah, so... They were just trying to look cool by Chinese whispering. Exactly. How often you grab some information to try and impress someone and you make it look as though it's coming from yourself. Exactly. Well, it's not. It's us. Yeah. But no, it was very, very cool to see things in space. Um. I'm nerdy, always have been. You're the mm. same. You get oh. excited about that kind of stuff. You get giddy. Yeah, I do, a little bit. Yeah, it's just fun. Like, you know, I think when you get to a point where those kind of things don't excite you anymore, that's the downhill of life. <laughs> when you don't get excited. Well, that means- And I don't mean that necessarily, but the cool stuff. The stuff that you got excited about when you were younger. Yes. It's a little bit like, um, like I've started watching Shameless, Perfect. a TV series that you- Love and adore and said, you should watch this. And I said, look, I've never got into it. I think I watched the first episode ages ago. I've been watching it for like seven years. Yeah, so it's eight, nine seasons or something long. Um, But uh, there's possibly some boobs in it. There there may be a couple. And they could possibly be very nice. There you go. And I noticed that they could be. (laughs) You noticed. Yeah. Because you were wearing your glasses, that's why. Exactly. (laughs) But if I watched that Mm. and you were like, did you see the boobs? I'd be like, boobs, what? what? Huh? Did- what? That is also the downhill of life. Yeah, fair That's enough. That's the end of it. Yeah, no, good call. So once you stop getting excited about boobs. Or the International Space Station. Or the moon out in the day. Any space. That's over. Any space. Pretty much. Because if you see the moon during the day and you don't immediately think of the Star Wars Death Star. Yeah, but- well, Return then, of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Then just <laughs> Basically, we're on Endor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just 
Just go to the local cemetery, start digging a hole because you're about to jump in it. Yep. Like, that's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so look, that's for me. That's that's the parameters. That's just, you know, didn't invent it, can't change it. No. <laughs> but it was very cool. So, um, Rose, yeah, do whatever research you do. And if you ever get an opportunity to see it, do it. It's six minutes of your life well spent, I reckon. I, well, it actually was cool. I had days after where I was telling people about seeing the space station. Have you ever wanted to go to the International Space Station? Is that a thing that you get there and go, or is that too high? Or do you no, kind of. See, that wouldn't worry me. Because you realise that that height is just. It's not going to matter. Inconceivable. <laughs> it's not going to matter. So, now that look, if I had the opportunity, someone come and said, um, you know, <laughs> Barnsley, we basically, or we've said that we're going to put some. Just normal everyday residents, some civilians. We need we need an ISS podcast. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, if they pick two podcasters. Yep. And I said, you know what? We're choosing the South Row Boys. Perfect. That's You've us. already spoken about us. Exactly. You've had us in a couple of episodes. We are, you are you, aware. You gave us an acronym. <laughs> you, you are woke <laughs> yeah, to the ISS. We feel as though you deserve it. Perfect. So we're going to have you do the very first podcast from space. I don't reckon it'd be the very first one, but yeah, we'll, we'll go be with the first that. Audio recording, I reckon, be the first podcast. Mm, you reckon? They're pretty nerdy. Oh, you're going to look. I, I'm going. I don't reckon there's been one podcast there's, there's from no space. There's no way known. If you could put into Bing, podcast from space, because it was funny because I had to then because I got home and told the kids no way known the next day about the International Space Station, and my kids were like, "Well, how do they sort of sleep and stuff like that?" And I said, "Well, there's no gravity." So there's no up and down. They just Velcro themselves to a wall and then they just sleep. They don't tuck themselves into a bed because there's nothing there. And they thought that was, they, their mind, my son Jake's mind was completely blown. That It's really hard to explain to a seven-year-old what zero gravity is. What's gravity? But none of it. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> With a zero on the end. Um, you know what? Actually, I've discovered two things. Yes. Number one, mm. I don't think there's been a podcast from space. All right, we're in. But NASA do do a podcast about space. That doesn't count. I don't think it counts either. And uh, two, the thing that really shocks me, they're mm. already using the term ISS. Shut up. Yeah. I tell you what, that's how – they must have a time machine. Oh, they've, they've gone, gone back, fixed gone it. Gone back and fixed yep. it. Yeah, Bastards. they've waited till this has been released next week, then gone back, changed their acronym – and then now we're in the present. It's very, very back to the future. If they go back, if they discover something now, go back and change it mm. into something new, they call it a hackronym. A hackronym? Yeah. Troy, Troy, we've got to get back to 1985. Because <laughs> they, just, they just hack that shit. That's what they do. Mm. Speaking of space, though, yes. and I've been sitting here, you probably looked at me, I've been scrolling through um, actually our website, southroboys.com. Oh, shit. Looking at the... The little um, the little descriptions we put in that, that I write myself mm. to see if I could find the episode. And then I speak- artfully copy and paste. You do. You're amazing. I know. I uh, occasionally, occasionally have to fix something. And do you know what? I don't tell you. <laughs> you're a nice man. No, I think I am. But I was Sometimes trying to go I have back my moments. and discover the time we spoke about Mad Mike Hughes, mm. the flat earther. Because I know we spoke about him in an episode, and I can't remember what episode it was. He was the guy that turned a bus into a rocket. Was that what he was going to do? <laughs> he wasn't turning a bus into a rocket. No, he, he was is, making his own rocket. He made his own rocket, but mm. didn't he use a, a converted... I reckon you'll go back, mate. It's an episode that we just did before or after the in-person. I reckon That's where 67. I thought too, but 67. That's my tip. I don't know. I've, I've got no idea. I've gone past him, and I'm not really getting anywhere. It's but, really annoying. But is he even in there, in the description? Well, he might not be. Maybe we just make some flat earthers, because we put all of those into one bucket, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. But didn't he- Strangely enough, a round bucket. Exactly. <laughs> but didn't- I thought you said in that podcast that he converted an old Winnebago to be the launching pad for his homemade rocket. Oh, it's not to say- And he got something like 200 feet in the air- it's, yeah, it's not to say that he might not have used something as a launching pad. Yes, but he didn't but the, put the Winnebago yeah, in space. Didn't, didn't Winnebago, Winnebago in space. <laughs> That's a bit Last of a... week on Winnebago in space, <laughs> we discovered E.T. 
He did it's not already phone been home. done. It's not a phone in a Winnebago. <laughs> no, it's already been done. What else? Spaceballs. Oh, that's a point. Because yeah, that was what um, John movie. Candy was driving. Was it really? John Candy, I believe. <laughs> you've got the Google machine ahead of you. I think John Candy, when he was in Spaceballs the movie, doing, I think, the Han Solo part. Was it, wasn't he playing the Wookiee, though? Wasn't he a cat? Yeah, but he was a dog. A I dog, think. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they were driving a Winnebago. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll believe you. But anyway, so yeah, Mad Mike. Um, unfortunately, not on a Deadpool list. Oh, And he would have been up there. Gutted. If you'd put in Mad Mike Hughes, he would have been there. Easy. He was like the evil Knievel of our era. Yeah. But old mate, what he wanted to do was uh, make his own rocket. Didn't trust NASA. Didn't no. trust anyone that comes up with the acronym Filthy ISS. Bastards. A terrorist, you know. Yeah. Didn't trust anyone that says the world is round. Mm. He wanted to prove the world was flat mm. by sending his own rocket up. So it would be absolutely... Bloody foolproof. Yeah, I suppose foolproof. I don't know, well, foolproof. no, because be there'd be a fool in it, but um, maybe it was tamper-proof? Tamper-proof, yeah. He wanted the evidence himself. Yes. But I remember the conversation we had at the time, though, was if he gets up there mm. and he says, the world is flat, everyone's going to be like, you're nuts, mate. Fucking bunto. Yeah. If he got up there and realised the world wasn't flat and it was round when he came back down... Everyone would then say NASA paid you off if you're a conspiracy. Yeah, because you've just been. So he out. wasn't going to win anything. Well, no, I think if he had been able to provide proof, it would have been. I think the thing that we realised it would have been photographic evidence, which is something that the flat Earth community say is doctored to be able to support the spherical Earth <laughs> theory. Well, anyway, that's why sexy. they don't. They don't believe photos. The flat Earthers. No. So if their only evidence had been photos from a guy called Mad Mike. Yeah, it's not going to work, is it? It's just not. But um, I saw the video of it. Now, how did he pass? So Quietly in his sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> Old mate was pretty successful. Old mate actually put a rocket in space. I want to say space, the space above restart. <laughs> <laughs> 200 feet. <laughs> um, I don't know how far did he, how high did he actually get. Oh, was this the one that actually, did he do a Challenger? Um, did he recreate, did he do a reenactment of the Challenger disaster no. by himself with a Winnebago powered rocket? He he didn't blow up in space. Well, no, because he didn't get that far. He come back down again. So oh. He, he's launched. Um, the thing I couldn't work out, because I did watch a video of it, um, and it must have been on a news site. So it actually showed the launch. There's a lot of people there watching as well. They're pretty excited by it. As you would. I think a lot of those were just excited to see if the guy could actually get off the ground. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's, There it's would a, have been three flat earthers there, I'm sure. It's the evil Knievel of the day. Yeah. Everyone watches, not to see him succeed. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> no, right. It's the reason why a lot of people watch car racing. Yeah, true. You watch it for the highlights. Well, watch it for the highlights and yeah. the accidents. That's, yep. that's it. So, um, is he ignited? He's taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, when it went up, rocket. everyone's everyone's going, "Whoa, Mad Mike, you're awesome, you're amazing!" Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, um, a parachute kind of just went off by itself, as they do. So I'm assuming the parachute that was on the actual ship or the space station wannabe thing, Winnebago, the, the Winnebago. <laughs> I'm assuming that was meant to maybe bring him down later on, and that wasn't attached very well, and that's come off. I'm assuming. Well, I would have thought that that would have been. So he could re- salvage the equipment for his next launch. That would make sense. So you attach a parachute to that. You get then, because, I mean, you look at all the other shuttles, right? So you've got your main ignition and your main thrusters, and then a bit of the way up, those thrusters empty their fuel, so they break apart. Yes. And then they come back down to Earth, and then the rest of the rocket continues on its projectile up into space. So I'm assuming that what Mad Mike had done is he'd hooked up the Winnebago, Put a couple of parachutes in it, which is basically a tarp from Bunnings, and <laughs> shot himself up. And then, as the Winnebago ran out of diesel, that broke away. But he's put a tarp on it so he could salvage that for later, with the thought that he would be continuing on the trajectory into space. That was what I was thinking. I tell you, that's a very intelligent way of thinking about it. Oh, thanks very much. I was say, yeah. So, um, but I will show you a photo. I'll flip this around. Mm. Um, 
Oh, shit, son. There's a photo of the said Brocket, which does look a bit like a Winnebago. Um, <laughs> and, but the thing is, you can see that one's the jettison and the other one's the rocket that keeps on going up. Yeah, so um, so that's come off. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, the rocket hasn't kept going up. You oh. just see in the video, people start to get a bit concerned. Mm-hmm. And then he starts and it come down and he just nosedives straight oh, into the desert. Oh, that's not what you want. With Mad Mike on board. With Mad Mike on board. Didn't have a backup parachute, or didn't have tarp, a backup as we call parachute. Um, obviously, forgot the airbags. Do you know what you'd be better off doing? Get, going down to Anaconda and getting yourself a tent. Getting yourself a tent. Yeah, well, because that's already got the pegs and the ropes, <laughs> and it's already in a parachute type shape. He obviously just didn't zip up the door. That was all the problem was. Well, that's it. He might not have waxed the door properly. Yeah, it might have been as easy as that. Just got to zip the door on the on the four man tent. It's possible. Everyone knows that rule number one of space travel. Well, I mean, zip up the door on your flight, on your the tent. Right. What I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm just going to we're going to stop our recording. I'm going to show you the video and then we'll come back. Well, you don't have to. I can just get up and okay. Well, you come around this side. Cool. So yeah, this this should go. actually work, right? So we're going to show the video. Yeah. Um, I'll get some volume on this though. I don't know whether the mics will pick up on that, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Rocket. Oh, something's Rocket come off goes already. Up, comes off. Oh, is it going to show oh. And... Oh, shit. Can you... Oh, there's the two things. The first, the Winnebago's jettisoned. Yeah. I doubt if this video is going to show it. It's not going to show the impact. No. Oh. It goes up in a clip, though. He's actually done a really good job, I've got to admit. The guy, um, he knows what he's doing. There's no doubt about that. Well, does he? <laughs> Well, <laughs> there, I'll I think there is that. a doubt about that. He knew what he was doing. He had a theory. Look, here's the thing. The rocket looked cool. Very cool. It looked cool. like a little mini homemade um, space shuttle. Perfect. Loved it. The parachute looked like it was meant to be there until it came off when it wasn't. <laughs> okay, yes. Like it still looked kind of cool. It looked yeah, like part yeah, of the equipment. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't meant to nosedive quite that quickly, quite <laughs> that sharply, um, and quite that way. I, guess. I don't think it was supposed to nosedive at all. No. I would have thought that maybe said parachute or four-man tent with the, you know, the doors zipped up was the thing that was going to slow him down. He just... But even yeah. so, like even then, you're going to want a little bit of control on that four-man tent because I've seen parachutes and they've got the two strings and they... You yeah, know, true. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't just let it go. No, and you've only got a person with your parachute, not half a Winnebago. <laughs> In, fashioned in the shape of a rocket. I mean, that rocket very much reminds me of Play School. <laughs> if I'd made that in the backyard, I'd be pretty proud of that shit. Wouldn't you ever? I'd be inviting my friends round if I had any. Because <laughs> if, yeah. if you're the one with the guy that's building a rocket in the backyard, you know what he should have done? Saved himself a couple of dollars. Ducked into Olverston and gone to the rocket park and picked up one. That there. would be great. Just put an engine underneath it. Perfect. Fantastic. So, look, Mad Mike Hughes, um, rest in pieces. Rest in peace. <laughs> Do you know there's actually – you probably don't see this, but I actually read another article um, of the forensic team that visited that site. No, I didn't see do, that. Yeah, so they visited the, – the forensic team visited that, and they actually had to draw a, a, a diagram of the whole accident site, and mm. it actually said you are – Mad Mike, you are here, here, and most probably here. <laughs> it's not a good joke. There's a bit of... Uh... To the Hughes family, I apologise. Oh, wow. For that ham-fisted gag. In the, uh... There's a bit of uh, Mad Mike uh, info, though. Mm. Bit of fact. He was also a limousine driver. Of course he was. He held the Guinness World Record. Jumping on buses. Limousine Ramp jump. Hang on, twenty three buses. Uh, Do I remember no, right? But he jumped one hundred and three feet. One hundred and three feet that's in a Lincoln Town Car stretch limousine. One hundred and three feet. That's thirty meters. That's a fair effort. That was in two thousand two. Fuck. Should have stuck with limousines, mate. Sure. <laughs> Green limousine. You know what? They actually you nearly be out. Maybe that's why he's a flat earther. He's in a limousine. They're long, and he's gone. I'm not wobbling here. I'm still on a flat surface. Because otherwise, I'd the bottom earth, out. The earth You'd must beach. be flat. Yeah. Exactly. But wasn't on his Deadpool list. No, all. and that's no unfortunate. One had him. It is unfortunate because he's one we could joke about. Yeah, easily. Anyone that calls themselves Mad, Mad Mike, Mike 
deserves it. It's like Mad Max. And I, well, I wouldn't fuck with him though. But I guarantee you, Mad Mike has actually got Mad Mike bedazzled on the back of a jacket somewhere <laughs> that's got tassels. Yeah, that's very I just possible. get that whole Evil Knievel vibe. Yeah. I actually saw an Evil Knievel clip on YouTube Did you a know? week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on a, a bike and he was doing the bus jumps. Yes. And it was in Vegas. Of course. And um, At the front of the Bellagio. I got to admit, that guy was nuts back in his day. Oh, fuck, he'd be nuts now. <laughs> it was just out of control. What? He made it. He only just made it. He actually apologised to the crowd because he caught the last bus on the ramp when he came back down. Oh, okay. So, my, but, my bad. Sorry, folks. Yeah, but, so he was a bit disappointed by that. But, um, I well, mean, it was nuts. There was a whole crowd of people there. It was televised on the TV. Televised it's on, on TV. TV. Not on the radio, though, was it? <laughs> Not televised whether, on the radio. I don't know whether you could actually do it as well on the radio. I love radio, <laughs> but you need visual for accidents. Was it, pod, <laughs> was it potted on the casts? Uh, probably wasn't the podcast back no. then. See, that's the thing that I'm, I'm disappointed at. And the kids of today, um, I just don't think they have their imagination grasped as much as we did when we watched someone like Evil Knievel do something that batshit crazy. They had Mad Mike, you know, in a DIY rocket. It's not really... Because I grew up going, I want to do, on the BMX, I want to do Evil Knievel You wanted shit. to be Evil Knievel. Yeah, yep. and that's probably how come I ended up in the emergency room so many times. But you know what? It was worth a try. That guy, and we've spoken about Evil Knievel before too. Yeah, that guy's got a lot of broken shit. <laughs> oh yeah, he must get frequent fly miles at the Could hospital. Could you imagine how difficult it'd be for that guy just to get out of bed of a morning now? Let alone go through airport security. <laughs> that would be impossible. Guy doesn't fly. No, we, no. or used to. Used to. Doesn't know it anymore. He's landing. <laughs> Flying was never a problem. It was the landing. It's always the landing that brings him unstuck. Yeah. No, it was good times, good times. Yeah. Mm. Now, we, we've had the joy. <sighs> yep. yep. And we've uh, had a bit of a giggle. Yeah. At, yep. Yeah, I've, I've needed a giggle. Yeah. Now, Let's be honest. Last week, we discussed something else that was going to happen. This week. Yep. You were going to get your tits out. Very possibly. Oh, I had money on it. I'd gone down to the, I'd gone down to the TAB. <laughs> Making it rain. <laughs> Making it rain. <laughs> you were going to get the girls out for David Coverdale. Yes. And be dragged up on stage by your beard. Possibly. Yep. Where you would have, in the still of the night, sung to you. And you would say, I'm Troy from the South Road Boys podcast. Yep. Wearing merch. Where, well, even then. He was going to sign you somewhere, probably down tattoo it, probably down your shaft, and you were going to just get that tattooed. Yeah, you're going to be covered in Dale. Mm. What the fuck happened, mate? <laughs> mate, mate. So we'll tell the story. All right. So um, I mentioned Crispy before. He's come a couple of times. Yes, went and seen you two with Crispy. Perfect. He was my uh, band buddy. Yes, your plus one. Mm. So we go up on the Friday to Sydney, knowing that on Saturday night. At Kudos Stadium, we would get to see, and I would get to see for the first time in my life, a band I've wanted to see since science class, 1987, at Penguin High School. Big shout out to Butts. Whitesnake. Mm. This was my moment to shine finally. Finally get to see this band. And what I consider will be the last chance probably ever to see the band. Now. Last time they toured was 10 years ago, so the odds of them come back are slim. Now, just on that, yep. on the same podcast that we discussed when you were listening in science class with Butts. To White Snake, we mentioned that um, we had another person that is also a big White Snake fan, uh, Chris Wiplin, who mm. we both went to school with. Yep, I believe he had the exact same experience as you in Brisbane. Oh, I was he meant to be going to Brisbane? Correct. So, Chris, I feel your pain, buddy. Yep, and I think Moya was going with him as well. So I think they were both just gutted. Yeah. So you've rocked. So, up- no, so rocked up Friday. Um, We've, All pumped, like Friday night out in Sydney. Yeah, on, we got in there. What did we got into the city about twelve o'clock? Yep, twelve thirty. A couple of sherbets. Um, so we're going to have a couple of beers. Went down to Darling Harbour, couple more drinks. Booked yes. into the room. Um, went for a couple more drinks. Oh, Darling Harbour. That's where I fake proposed to my wife. Oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah, she's not a fake wife. That's nice. No, no. It was for the the, the, the proposal I did for the telly. <laughs> that was shot in yep. at uh, City Extra, which is a Restaurant there. Okay. It's a nice area. Um, yeah, lovely really, area. It's a, a really top little spot. So we're doing that. And we ended up going to the caves that night as well. As you do, Star um, City. Made a rule. 
200 bucks, bang, if I blow that, that's it. That's all the gambling for this evening. Yes. Um, and we got to the point, end of the night, <laughs> we're sitting at about later. 1 a.m. And no, it's basically, I was about done. I had about 20 bucks left. Had a pretty good go up to there. But up to 1 a.m. and you were- Oh, slamming it. Perfect. Um, jumped on this machine. This weird dude, I think he was possibly Maori or, I don't know. He was a bit of an island, a bit of a big dude. Yes, heavy set. He just set. walked up. And heavy he's set like, chap. And he's basically the jackpot's going off in that machine, man. The jackpot's going to go off in that machine, man. That's going to be a great machine. You're going to go so well. And I'm like, thanks, Pokey Genie. <laughs> <laughs> Pokey Genie. He was a nice guy. He wasn't a weirdo. But Is he was it? obviously determined that. That was the I don't machine. know whether he'd been on the machine earlier and just had a feeling. I don't know. I got a feeling. Or maybe Pokey- he was a Pokey Genie. He could have been the Pokey Genie. <laughs> That's what you're getting jailed normally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poking the Genie. <laughs> Is that the new thing from Pikachu? A Pokey Genie? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, um, did a few things. So did you move okay. to that machine? No, I was on the machine already. Oh, okay. You yeah. were on the, yeah. the Pokey Machine so Genie. The Pokey Genie's gone, and then we're playing away. Crispy was done. He'd done his dough. He wasn't yep. playing anymore. Um, next thing, I'm 390 bucks up. Shut the front door, the Pokey Genie. Well, by the time I took my 200 bucks out, yes. I was basically 190 bucks ahead. You were ahead. So I pretty much paid for the drinks and all that kind of stuff for the night. And You were three sheets of the wind. It was 1 a.m. and you had money in your pocket. 200 bucks down to basically 200 bucks up. Oh, Perfect. That is a great night I'm out. I'm thinking, this is, a, this is good. Sydney's good. We that like is Sydney. A gr- Amy and I had the same experience the only time we gambled at Sydney Casino. Yep. Back in 1996, the year that we got married. Yep. We had budgeted a hundred dollars. Well, that would have been a lot back then. Yeah, exactly, and that was to that was for everything. That was for food, drinks, and entertainment, which yep. is what we call gambling entertainment. Jeez, back in nineteen ninety six, there's probably also three nights accommodation. <laughs> exactly, so that's like ten thousand dollars. And we, at the end of the night, we had. I wasn't some, in the still of the night. No, it wasn't in the still right, of the night. Just checking. We had about a hundred and twenty five dollars in our pocket. We were both... That noise was sponsored by Pepsi Max. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> Taste of a new generation. We just throw in fake sponsors all the time. Why not? We're not fake. Actually real, but we're not actually sponsored by them. You never know. One might go, you know what? That was clever, guys. Yeah, well done. Well played. Yeah, um, yeah we had Max 125 taste. bucks. No sugar. Sorry. <laughs> we both had eaten a full three-course meal. Both of us very tittled because this is when I still drank. Um, oh, yeah. And we had 125 bucks. We went, fuck it. We're catching a cab home. Jeez. Which Joe was Mover. a $40 cab ride. Because otherwise we were going to catch a bus to a train to a bus. Yeah, okay. There was no such thing as Uber. Yep. And we got home with over $50 in our pocket and we went, we are winning. Wow. That's incredible. Mm. Anyway, so you're up in front. Yeah, so we're done that. Then we, we head back to the room. We end up, I think we crashed for about two o'clock. Mm. Both wake up. Um, not too bad, but just a little bit seedy. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of wake up, the head's a bit bleary. You've slept in a different bed that night to normal, so you haven't slept quite right. You've had a late night. You've had Who a was the big spoon? Alcohol. I'm always a big spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we say, okay, got up, showered, probably about 10, 10.30, so let's go, you brekkie. Yep. So perfect. we go down to Darling Harbour again, find somewhere with all day breakfast. Big fry. Got there about 11.30. Um, wanted in, it was a good spot, about 20 bucks for a brekkie. Great. So it's, you know, sausages, eggs, bacon, bacon. friggin' toast. More bacon. Mushrooms, just spec freaking tacular. Awesome. Munching in thinking this is the best thing Freakin ever. We had a great night. We didn't win, but we didn't lose. Yep. We are winning, 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 and we are about to go and see a band We're that you have yep. been wet dreaming of for 30-something years. Yeah, we're about eight hours away from... David Coverdale and Whitesnake. It's phenomenal. Yep. The winds of change were starting to blow. And then I got a text message. Let me read you the text message. Oh, this is going to break my heart. I didn't even think to read the text message, but I think this is very, very important. Mm. Text message. So obviously when you purchase the tickets, they collect your email address, phone number. Yeah, of course. And all that kind of stuff. So... We're having breakfast. Actually, it's 12.01 this comes through. 12.01. So having breakfast. You've done And I breakfast. remember we joked just prior to this message saying, so should we just get the lunch menu or? <laughs> Fair enough. Why not? So text message comes through. I'm like, is this from like my 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 podcast lover, Joe? Yeah, why not? Could be is, me. Is it from, Good luck for tonight. Is hope, it from my mum? So crispy put out. Yeah, basically. No, oh, um, truly. <laughs> it could be from anyone. Anyone. It's from Kudos Arena. Oh, shit, son. 
Kudos Bank Arena, the Scorpions and White Snake show scheduled for today, will no longer be going ahead. For more info, tap this link. Thanks, QBA. Oh, smiley emoji. Wasn't any emojis. Oh, good. Didn't really need them. No. Yeah. So, so you t- hang on. Did, at, at that point, did you think it might have been a bit of a setup? I decided I'm going to check out the link because it was very specific to something that you were attending. Pretty much. I mean, I didn't think it was a setup, but I wasn't completely and utterly uh, sold on it. Mm. I wanted to make sure I went to the link and checked it out first. Yeah. So then, of course, you go to the link. And it was it anonymous say, with a zero? No, it wasn't anonymous with a zero. Anonymous hacker. <laughs> anonymous hacker yeah. with a zero. Then it goes I've down and says- I've seen you masturbating. Yeah. I'm going to show all your friends. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> Crispy's like, I got your video again, Troy. <laughs> so, the message went along the lines of, Due to an unexpected medical emergency in the Scorpions camp, mm. the the gig concert, whatever tonight between blah blah, has been cancelled and maybe rescheduled for a second um, at a later date. Right. Um, fans are able to receive a refund or keep your ticket, and we will honour it for the next date. And I'm just—it was like all the air just went out of the room, basically. Mm. And I wasn't even in a room. No, I was outside. That's a lot oh, of air. Fuck, that's a lot of air. Um. And I just thought, fuck me. And look, <laughs> I get the stuff happens. That, that's shit fine. happens. And it yeah. works out the lead. I think it was the lead singer of Scorpions um, had kidney stones. He was in hospital. Oh, that's going to hurt too, yeah. by the so way. So it's not, he hasn't just gotten. Um, here's the other thing. So when they toured the last time, Scorpions, they were the backup or the support for Def, Def Leppard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Which they pull, you went to. And they pulled out mm. because I believe the lead singer had laryngitis. Yeah. Lost his voice. He's so, the kiss of death, isn't he? Yeah. So that's what on the socials everyone's saying, oh, for fuck's sake, I've wanted to see this band twice now, and both times he's basically cancelled out for whatever but reason. hang on, no. So but how many people do you reckon would have gone for Scorpion? This is the issue. This is what I don't kind of understand. I don't really know, actually I'll change that, I don't know anyone who mentioned about this and said, oh, Scorpions, they're going to be great. Yeah, like I'm going to see Def Leppard and Scorpion, but I'm going for Scorpion. Yeah. Or I'm going to see... White Snake, but I'm I'm there for Scorpion. That's my band. Yeah, basically. Whereas White Snake, hang on, essentially, didn't didn't, were, didn't Def Leppard still play though? They did, gig? Yeah. and they got another band to come on a camera. Who it was local now. local band? Yeah, last minute thing. They just come in, did a support act. Everyone's really um, forgiving, forgiving, and also just happy that these guys came out and gave it a go. Yep, like good on you. Well done, boys. It's you you fl- filled a slot. It's a f- similar flavour of music. Yep. Obviously, you know you haven't got a polka band playing. No, but you've no, got no, a similar. No. You've got a similar rock band. Yeah. You know, and they're a band that I thing. knew. They're a band from Aussies in probably the two thousands or something. Oh yeah, like the Hoodoo um, and even they said. Um, basically, the way our day went is that um, probably a bit after lunch, we're on the couch watching telly. Yep, got a phone call. And now we're here. Do you want to play the MCG? <laughs> yeah. So that was basically it. There was no lead up. There was no nothing. It's yeah. just you guys want to play. We, we need someone to fill a slot. <sighs> yeah, okay. Why not? We've got nothing else on. <laughs> yeah. So with this, this was the argument with this scenario. So there was nothing wrong with this White Snake. They were fine. Mm. Um, but White Snake, from what I can gather, were actually more the support for Scorpions than just a dual setup. Oh. So, so White Snake were playing first. They were playing at 7.30. Scorpions run at 9.30. Scorpions were headline. Yeah, which really surprised me. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know them, they've had one song. Winds of Change. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it. A wall fell down. They sang the song, song about it. I mean, take me. <laughs> Great the song, though. Great but song. also completely opposite to what their normal music is. They're actually a pretty heavy old school metal rock band. Yeah. Um, and of course, White Snake. They've actually had a, a lot of big hits that people know. From the eighties, yeah, same era, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're ones that people actually know, and they've stood there, cut um, from the same jib. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. So, my argument kind of was, why the fuck can't they just play anyway? Add an extra half hour on your set, people would still be happy. They'd understand. Or why don't you get someone else like Def Leppard did when they pulled out before mm. another band? Uh, my logical thinking behind that is maybe it's something to do with the logistics of the contract of the ticket. Maybe they couldn't do it legally for whatever reason. Well, yeah, um, but if if Scorpion is the headliner, which generally Scorpions. is the band that goes on second, mm. then they might have thought no one's showing up to see the support act. 
it's just you see, I don't know anyone. I, I know heaps of people that were excited about seeing White Snake on the socials. Correct. I didn't see anyone mention the fact that I was excited about going and seeing scorpions anywhere. But well, what was the ticket billed as? Um, scorpions, White Snake, and scorpions. So it wasn't Scorpions supported by Whitesnake. They were just double billed. Yeah. So maybe in Brisbane, <coughs> they were going to reverse the order. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> in Sydney, Whitesnake came on first because I know friends of Hannah mm-hmm. um, actually went along. Melbourne. And they thought, Scor- here we go, another great example. Um, they thought Scorpions were playing first. They thought Whitesnake were the headline. Yep. They didn't worry about getting there on time. They got there late. And they only, they only watched about three songs of White Snake and then saw a band they didn't really want to see. Oh shit! <laughs> so once again, that reiterated to me <coughs> that um, you know White Snake was the one that people knew. Yeah. So I thought, why can't you just do that? And so of course there was no use us worrying about Reese Kegsing. I wasn't going to go and pay accommodation of flights and that to Sydney again, and maybe still not get. Well, they've cancelled Brisbane. So that happened a little bit later on. So Brisbane was, I believe, for tonight. Mm. So that got cancelled as well, as you mentioned before. Yep. Um, but I have noticed it comes through today. They have actually rescheduled Sydney for Wednesday. So. But you weren't, you weren't going to be able to go to no, Wednesday in Sydney. Because no, that's Tuesday off, Thursday off. Yeah. And they can't really do anything more than that because they've got to go to New Zealand, I think, the day after. Oh, They're playing oh, there. Bro, why did the... Kiwis, get them. Oh, fuck the Kiwis. That's a butt shut. I could tell you that. Why don't they just play Dave Dobbin and let's send Whitesnake to Tasmania? <laughs> it's just it's just painful. And not only that, <clears throat> when I was in the airport in Sydney doing the description for our podcast, There's it got released Whitesnake walking a week past, ago. They're busking out the well, front no, of Sydney airport. That, do you know how painful <laughs> it was for me to type in a little description for our episode? Troy gets super excited or stupidly excited about yeah. Whitesnake. It broke my heart when I read it. <laughs> it really did. I tried to call you, but you just weren't taking it. I, I actually had, um, I think my phone was on vibrator silent. I didn't say it till later on. Ah, there um, you go. And, new, then, new phone, on, and then to be completely honest, I was just sooking after that. So, <laughs> Did you have a wah? Oh, I was just, I just wanted to scream, just kind of walk down to the water and just sit there and just have a, just a manly growl of, fuck, <laughs> Stella. But you couldn't really do that. So I even said to Crispy, he said, I can tell you gutter. I said, I am. It just sucks. I said, and I was probably gutter for two or three hours, I reckon. I was just down. Oh, I just can imagine. I would just, have. So that was my last chance, I believe, to see them live. I don't think it'll, I'll get another opportunity to see them live. Unless, of course, you win a bazillion dollars and you can go and do a tour to the go Americas. Go to the UK or something on the Americas or whatever else. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen. But instead, we um, <laughs> said, okay, well, let's, let's come up with a plan of something we can do. Because it's. It's one o'clock, two o'clock in Sydney. We've just had a big feed. What are we going to do in Sydney? There's nothing on. Basically, so we. Um, I was trying to think of the. Did band. you go to the uh, Museum of Natural History? No, we didn't do that. No, Luna Park across the across the bit of water. Uh, no, I didn't do that either. No? But we did go over to the convention centre. We thought, oh, I wonder what's playing. Do you know what you could have done? No, you couldn't have done it. Crispy could have done it. You could have done the um, bloody. The walk across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh, no, trust me. We'll look at that later on. Hmm. That but we walked out of the convention center. I thought, what are we going to see? What's yep. on? I said, walked up to the counter. At the skeck. Have you guys got something on? Uh, What's up? What are they called again? Um, Pentatonics. 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 So there's playing. five. Yeah, they basically, they basically sing. <clears throat> what would you say? It's, it's pop, but it's, it's pretty much. Um, Is it K pop? <laughs> no, it's not. But <coughs> essentially, they're just phenomenal vocalists. You okay. don't need music behind them. They mm. can just do the whole thing by themselves. Oh, a cappella style. Yeah, pretty much. But they yeah. can also throw a little bit of, um, I don't know what the wording is, a little bit of hip-hop beat in as well. A bit of doo-wops. Um, they, I must admit, I've seen um, YouTube vids of them. They are fucking amazing. Oh, they're like their the boots and gets Their talent is ridiculous. Like they do Hallelujah, and it will yes. bring you to tears. Okay. It's incredible. Perfect. Um but I kind of went, uh, and it was a hundred bucks ticket, and I kind of think, and do I really want to go from what I was going to see? It's like metal rock mm. to sound like a pop act. I thought I'm not going to be in the mood for this. No, it's not going like, to work. Like if Bublé was playing, you probably would have gone no, no. Bubble Man can go. Did he you, can go. Somewhere did you else. think about getting very cultured and popping yourself into the opera house and seeing what opera well, was on? We wandered to the opera house. Mm. I said to Chris, well, "Let's go down the opera house." I said, "I haven't been there for probably about twenty years." Of course. Let's go for a walk. So we did that. So we walked down. <clears throat> And um, by that stage, we're sitting at probably about 2 o'clock. Yep. 
And I've gone, yeah, time for a beer now. <laughs> oh, beer clock. So we've gone in the opera house. We've checked it out. Um, there was a huge mother of a ship in there. Mm. Um, I can't remember the sh- what it was actually called. I did take a photo of it. It basically would take about just under 5,000 people. Holy shit, Batman. So it was um, it was fairly impressive. But it was it- cordoned off for the coronavirus? Is that no, what it actually going wasn't. Um, it is called the... P&O or the Princess... Ovation of the Seas. Ovation of the Seas. So we're watching that. It's like a, it's a hotel on. on oh, my giddy aunt. It's huge. That's mega. So that was parked across the other side of the, the water. <clears throat> so we've just kicked back. But okay, we're going to sit on the waterway here, where everyone else is. And just mock. Have a couple of beers. Yep, people as they walk past. Look, look at the upper house there. Yep. Watch the boat over there. Look at the crazy people on the on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. And then we're sitting there, a couple of beers in, and we're nearly about to wander off. And, and this... um. Blonde girls wandered over, and so I was anyone sitting in that spot there. We said, No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> you're like, no so way. So we started chatting, and um, what that she was uh, from the Netherlands. Oh, the Dutch. Her name was Zoe. She was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, walked chatting to her, and she had a mate of hers, um, guy by the name of Chris, that was going along in about an hour or so as well. Yes. So we had a beer with her. He's turned up too. Um, we left there about five hours later. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we had a great chat. Yes. Yeah, they were two of the just the coolest people to have a chat to. With the Dutch, did they have a schmalk? Uh No. The Dutch are known for their having a schmoke. Yeah, no, I didn't have some. Mind you, you couldn't smoke where we were there anyway. So yes, I wasn't talking about that sort of cigarette. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about <laughs> yes, that. yes, and the, and the Amsterdam did come up yes, as well. Where can I get a schmoke? Yeah. <laughs> no, so, we, um, it's not legal in Australia. <laughs> so we chatted them. That was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that brightened the afternoon straight away. Chatted to new people, new experiences from a different country. Yep, they'd only been in the country a few months, so it all you know, obviously working visa and cruising around. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So we did that, um, and then we decided head back. Grab a shower, head out and grab some food. So I went to Chinatown. Hit the, hit the town. Yeah, went to Chinatown. Um, mm-hmm. Not as busy as what it would normally be due to coronavirus at the moment. Oh. Uh, Melbourne apparently is the same too. Right. Apparently there's some uh, businesses, I believe, in Chinatown restaurants that have actually closed shop for a while because it's that slow. That's what I heard the it's other day. people think that they're going to get the I coronavirus from having the number 43 sweet and sour pork. People are weird. Huh, One yeah. thing I will say though is that um, – we so, didn't see many face masks around. So, top tip, roadies, if you want a good meal of Chinese, all the Chinese meal uh, restaurants seem to be a bit quieter at the moment. Yeah, go and spend some money with them. Why not? Do them a favour. Mm. Um, but didn't see many face masks around. Australia don't really adopt that sort of shenanigans. Yeah, but I was still surprised in the major cities, though, because normally you have quite a larger Asian population. Mm. Um, but I only saw probably a dozen. Mm. I was expecting more. Um, but so we went on, had some food, had a bottle of wine, kicked on and... Back to the case for a while, left there, went to a little bar next to us called the Double Deuce. The next Double to where Deuce. It was a little basement bar, so actually went down the stairs, and it yes. was a little, quite a dark little bar. So, two shits? Is that what it was? Two shits. Double Deuce? <laughs> um, not a cheap little place. Okay. just funky. Yes. Um, and yeah, finished up probably about 2, 2.30 again, and I must admit the hair was a little bit more sore on the Sunday morning. Were you on the Snapple Martinis? No, we're on the uh, Maker's Mark, though. Oh, and a hello, few cocktails son. thrown in. Yep. But we made the mistake. Like, we started off with a, <laughs> a couple of beers of this, and then we moved up to, I think it was Sydney Lager. Mm. That was fine. Then we went to Chinatown. We <clears throat> dipped off a bottle of red between the two of us quite quickly. Yep. Then we've gone to the cars. We're in Jim Beam cans. Oh. Then we go to the Deuce, and it's only a Maker's Mark and a glass with a nice bit of ice. After a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> shit, son. <laughs> like, it was never going to end well. <laughs> no. Yeah, but and look, you're not twenty was, anymore. No, it was a, it was a really good weekend. Yes, but unfortunately, the reason we went for that weekend was just so disappointing. Oh, I'm really am so sorry. And I'm sorry. not the only person that would have been in that situation. Oh, I'm um, sure the fifteen thousand other people who yeah. had booked tickets. Um, yeah, I, I'd be very, very interesting to find out of the people who bought tickets, who bought them based on the White Snake, or who bought them based on Scorpion. Yeah, I don't reckon, in all honesty, that the stadium is probably going to be that full tomorrow on Wednesday night. But I could be wrong. No, because a lot of because I don't reckon travel. it would have been a sold out venue anyway. Because you look talking about two bands in the eighties that people either love or don't really follow. Oh, you'd be surprised because yeah, I think you'd be surprised. I think though that there was a lot of people who would have travelled, especially to the Sydney gig because it was a weekender. Yeah, exactly. Like you've got your Melbourne gig and your Brisbane gig. They were school nights. Yep. So you Which is only, why I did Sydney. Yeah. So you were mm. only going to get your locals, a majority of people who were going to be locals to go to those gigs. 
But the Sydney one, that was a weekender. So people would go, you know what, if I'm going to travel, I might as well travel from Perth, Adelaide, the Territory, Tassie. I'll go to Sydney, make a weekend of it, carve it up with, you know, Barnsley and Crispy, get wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. It was just unfortunate. Mm. So, and it worked out that, and of course, every time <clears throat> if we met someone randomly we're chatting to or. What are you in Sydney whatever, for? Um, yeah, or Crispy would say, uh, how are you feeling now? I'd be like, shut the fuck you up. You have to keep bringing it up, man. <laughs> like, every time. Every time. Oh, Crispy, I love you. Fuck. <laughs> He obviously wasn't that gutted. He was just he was. He, to be honest, he wasn't there for the music at all. He, he was, was there because it was an opportunity to get away with the two of us. We don't do it that often these days, mainly yes. because you know he's got Life. a couple of kids, he's got family, yep, and um, you know, and that takes time. Mm. Whereas, um, so our lives kind of took different roads for a while, and now we've come back and started to rejuvenate that friendship a little bit. Yes, and it was just a good opportunity to get away for a couple of guys. Perfect. Go and have a few drinks, have mm. a couple of laughs, see a band. Um, and he's a bit like me, and probably yourself as well, where even if you don't know the band that well, you're still going to enjoy it if they're talented. Well, if they're, if they're big enough to sell out an arena that size, they're doing something right. Yeah, pretty much. So he wasn't gutted from that point. Um, but yeah, the one thing I have noticed, though, mm. um, when you go away, and, it, and it's obviously more of a city thing now, or maybe it's just because there's more girls in the city. I don't know. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> Why is it? Oh, well, first of all, I love that you're coming to me for this. <laughs> I'm going to go back a couple of steps. Okay, good. Women are stupid. No, that's not true. No, they are. No. Many, many of them are. Justify your position. <laughs> they are the only half of the species yes. that always puts their phone in their back pocket. Not always. I tell you what, I did not see one guy in the entirety of Sydney, with a phone in a back pocket. That's true. I think Boys I counted do 23 it. girls slash women that did. That's looking at a lot of asses. But they Two also- reasons why you shouldn't. Number one. <laughs> ask cancer. You're gonna, oh, three reasons why you shouldn't do it. Ask cancer. Ask cancer. You're going to sit on your phone eventually. Eventually. One day you are going to sit on that phone and go, yep. oh, I wonder why I broke. Three, it's a really easy place for someone to flog your phone. Yep. It's a, the phones are the size- of a book. Exactly. It's hanging half out of your pocket already. You if you're in a group that. of people, something just bumps you. That phone's gone. You haven't even noticed you've lost it. Do you, oh, see, here's... Well, oh, exactly. You know you're right. You are right. But do you think the ability so, to... Say that bit again? Yeah, you are right to some degree. <sighs> can you say it one, th- one more time? Just you once. are right <laughs> so good. to some degree. Oh, I didn't even hear the last few words. I said that starting. Bask in that. Um, but so, do you think oh, the ability <laughs> for people to have their phones stolen in 2020 is as prevalent as it is five, ten years ago? In what way? Well, because, you know, we have fingerprint recognition, we have PIN numbers, we have find my phone, you can remotely log in, find where the phone is, disable it yourself. So back in the day, all you had to do was take it out, put a new SIM in, job done. Whereas now, the security features actually come with the phone, not just the SIM card. I'm going to I assume... I could be wrong. I mean, you, you might be able to fly. I'm going it. to assume that if someone knew what they were doing, <clears throat> I reckon there'd be ways around it. Oh, no question about it. But mm. the, putting it in their back pocket, it's going to be bent with a cracked screen oh, anyway. Just, I just, that's what I kept saying. I saw it that often. It was just ridiculous. I'm like, why would you do that? It'll be interesting to find out in 20 years' time how many women... Have ass cancer on one cheek. On one cheek. Yeah, mind you, and the others won't have ass cancer. They'll have boob cancer because that's where the other they ones tuck it in the bra. They tuck it in the bra. The amount. <laughs> I actually received a phone call from my mother the other night, and oh, hello, hello, and she goes, "Oh, sorry, a boob dialed you, <laughs> not butt dialed. Wow, boob dialed. You got boob phone. I got boob phone. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't FaceTime." <laughs> Because, but it gives how many money to Michael Bublé? But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's more prevalent than we thought. Because you often use the expression, "Oh, I just butt dialed you." Why would you butt dial someone if people haven't been keeping their phones in the back pocket for ages? I've, I've never said butt dialed. You've never I've pocket dialed. Oh, okay. I've never butt dialed. Oh, there you go. God, it's starting to sound kinky than what I thought it was. <laughs> I I can't imagine. 
Like, I cannot imagine me ever putting my phone anywhere than I do. I know exactly which pocket's in. It's always in the right front. I'm always. on the left front. No, that's my wallet. Mm. Left front's my wallet. My right, front. right front. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> oh, this is a riveting conversation. <laughs> so, Rodies, whereabouts do you keep your phone? <laughs> Quick poll. That could be an interesting. If it's your back pocket, you're either A, fucking wrong, or two, fucking wrong and a girl. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a girl. I don't know boys who keep it in the back pocket. No, it's just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Is it because, and maybe fashion is to blame, where girls just don't get big enough front pockets? Maybe. Maybe I, that's why the good Lord invented handbags or clutches. Put them in your handbag then. <laughs> if you have one. You've got a bag. Use it. For fuck's sake. <laughs> exactly. You've got everything else in there. Once again, it is a very good reason to bring back the bum bag. Oh, the bum bag's back oh, again. Oh, I missed. Because I, I used to have my phone in the bum bag. The wallet in the bum bag, pack of ciggies in the bum bag. It was basically a boy purse. It was a man purse. It was a sporin. It was a boy purse. It was a modern sporin. (laughs) Something that William Wallace would have been proud of. I don't think so. (laughs) I can guarantee you there's no heart in in that brave (laughs) if he's wearing a bum bag. No, I think maybe the Scots need to take What would you, if you're going back then, (laughs) what would you have that would fit in a bum bag? I mean, all you're carrying William Wallace's era. All you're carrying basically is weapons. No coins. You've got a trade. Coins. Yeah, your money. <laughs> would you have coins? Your heather. Or would you, or you're really, you're really just kind of doing. I don't know, food for chores or something. I don't you're know. You're not a woofer. <laughs> <laughs> William worker on organic farms. I tell you what. There's no one known that Mel Gibson ever held his sword in his back pocket. No, ever. Ever. No, but he would have like when he was going down to the. Oh, sorry, mate. When when he was going down to the local inn to fetch a flagon of his finest eel, he had to pay for it somehow. Yeah, maybe two bits in the front of the spotting. Um, you wouldn't just tap and go. Tap and go. (laughs) (laughs) Just can't just tap it. No, well, I suppose if you tapped your bloody sword on the table, then you'd go. A bit of afterpay. Afterpay. (laughs) Good work. Got it on tick. <laughs> Can I rub a tab? I don't know what William... Uh, that's that's the only thing I could imagine the Scots would have kept in there. Maybe. Bit of coinage. Bit of coinage. Or, uh, I don't know, did they, did they chew leaves? <laughs> koalas or something. Maybe. I don't know. For all the Scotsmen and Scotswomen out there, if you know what William Wallace would have kept in his sporting, let us know. So, so we're asking if you know what William Wallace. Yes. Or where you held your phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he didn't have we're a... We're changing the universe. It's, one question at a time. Big, the, it's, the big questions are the reasons why people come to this. We've Road gone. This, we've moved through this podcast from one of the most amazingly new technological advances in satellite tech. Yes. Through ever, to homemade rockets. Through to homemade rockets. Yes. Through to what would William Wallace hold in his bum bag? <laughs> spotted. His furry spotted. Yeah. There must have been a reason. Because they kept, well, traditionally, the Scots keep a, a small dagger in the sock, I believe. Do they? Okay. Yeah, I think they wear the high socks and the little, little dagger in that. Must have just been coins. Either that or they just, the scrotum of the men that they killed. Like nice, the, that's... Like the, I've killed you, yeah. I need my trophy. Exactly. Make a necklace out of it later. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> little, I don't know, little cap for babies out of the scrotum and lovely pair of earrings of the testicles for the wife. You and know, and that was a legend of Nuts McGee. <laughs> <laughs> nuts McGee. <laughs> Why do they call him that for? Because he cut off your nuts. <laughs> Give him to his wife. She wears the earrings. Jeez, I tell you, put that into the uh, Google machine. The history of that man is phenomenal. Nuts McGee. Nuts McGee. <laughs> it's a huge icon in the Scottish history. Tell me, does he get his name from harvesting field nuts? No, no. <laughs> Cuts them off. Where's the mother necklace? <laughs> and here's his brother, Scrotum Sam. <laughs> They're a double team. What's in your bag, Sam? <laughs> oh, nuts. 
I've got the wrong bag. <laughs> McGee, this is yours. <laughs> oh, worst thing with Scrotum Sam. Can't hold a job. <laughs> Constantly getting the sack. Oh. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, dearie me. There would have been no manscaping back then either. They would have been oh, hairy nuts, McGee. Whatever. You know you need to actually put them out in the sun for a while and get them weathered. Just wait till all the hair just falls away. Just, imagine that, though. You're out there a bit too long and you get sunburned nuts. You know what you could do, though? That would be painful. This would be great. So keep the scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Keep the scrotum. Get rid of the nuts. How? And for, and for, for the Scots that can't grow a beard, yes. you put the scrotum on your chin. Oh, I love that. And like- you have the hair... Of the sack becomes the beard. <laughs> Advanced hair. Yeah, yeah. Because if you slice it, <laughs> this is, I'm squirming. If you slice it open, take the nuts out, you can basically fit the skin sack yes. to your shin. Perfect. It'd be fantastic. And if you, well, you could just put a little slice down either side of your cheek and sort of graft it there. Oh, it'd be great. And if you get them fresh, I reckon it'd probably take. Know, it wouldn't, probably wouldn't only take. It <laughs> <laughs> might be it's not as sparse as the other person's beard, but at least you have one. <sighs> the advanced hair of the 16... Yeah. Not even the 1600s. I think they were 18 in 1649. Nuts McGee, way ahead of his time. No, not even then, before 1649. Bloody hell, it would have been like the 600s, I reckon. We, we should nearly um, start up a, a fake historical journey of Nuts McGee <laughs> and his brother, Scotum Sam. <laughs> My kids watch something called Horrible Histories on TV, <laughs> and it does cover things like that of where certain traditions come from. I'm that. not sure they have covered Nuts McGee and his brother, Scrooge Sam, but... Uh, you know we have covered? Tell me. Everything. Really? And that's the end of the day. Done. All right, well, on that, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. <laughs> freedom for your nuts! <laughs> and we are the South Road Boys. Oh, we scrotum we are. <laughs>